0: everyone and welcome to the go tech please don't die podcast a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm nathan i'm evan and again just the two of us matt is still on paternity leave we granted him that i guess he put in enough notice that we were nice enough to allow him to skip a few episodes
1: yeah we will we will call him 17 times though and ask him for help um, with the episode as is tradition with matt and his various places of employment
0: yeah what i should have done is just taken all the clips of his work of his of him saying things on the show and just reconstructed a prediction out of that Uh, but instead what we're going to do is just preview the game with just the two of us tech's game against south alabama and just like there are two of us tech has played south alabama twice and won both times two and oh against the jaguars Uh, the South Alabama football program started in 2009 though. So that's really why we only played twice. They only started FBS play in 2012.
1: Yeah, definitely a team. We, we would have played more if they existed back in like the forties and fifties, I think. But, uh, also shout out my brother-in-law, Michael, who was their kicker in like 2012 ish, I think. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, but those two previous games you mentioned Nathan, uh 2017 in Ruston Tech was only up 1 going into the fourth quarter, uh but then Jamar hit Adrian Hardy for a 30-yard touchdown, 29-yard field goal by Barnes, uh the OG Barnes, I guess we have to say. Big Boy Barnes? Yeah, Big Boy Barnes, yes. Uh BBB. Uh um, yeah. <laughs> and a 27-yard <laughs> touchdown by Boston Scott allowed Tech to pull away and win 34 to 16. Uh, I probably should have let you take that one because I was actually at the 2018 one, but walk me through that one.
0: Yeah, 2018 was South Alabama's turn for a second half rally this game played in Mobile. Tech was up 23 to 7 early in the third quarter. It seems like you can kind of coast back and, and let oh, the game just kind of end. Uh, yeah, we coasted a little too hard, I guess. Back-to-back interceptions by jmar allow the Jaguars to get within three. Luckily Tech was able to hold off the threat and end up winning this game 30 to 26.
1: Uh yeah, like I said, I was there. Uh this was in their old stadium. Um what was that place called? It was the, the Senior, Senior, Senior Bowl, Bowl place, but what was it called? Anyway, place was a fucking dumpster fire. So I'm glad that they have opened their new stadium. My other sister-in-law, who also went to South Alabama, used to live there, and I may have tried to go there, but she just moved here. So we're gonna We're going to get together on Saturday night here and, uh, and watch this game together for better or for worse. (laughs) So we'll see. Yeah. So far in 2022, I think South Alabama's looked pretty good. Uh, They were voted second place behind ULL in the Western division of the Sunbelt. Obviously this past weekend, they almost beat probably should have beaten UCLA out in Los Angeles. Uh, They're two and one so far, and we'll get into some nitty gritty on their, on their team. But you know, looking pretty good in their second year under uh, Kane Womack or Womack or however you say his name.
0: Hopefully we'll put the... I already made that joke, putting the Womack on them. I think I did that during the (laughs) preseason preview podcast. Anyway, did you see this UCLA South Alabama game? I
1: watched a 12-minute highlight video earlier uh, this afternoon. So, sort of.
0: Okay. I saw 30 seconds. Yeah. And it was only these 30 seconds. So... South Alabama is up in this game 31 to 29 with three and fifteen left. And it's fourth and two. It would be about a 40-yard field goal. Uh so they trot the kicker out, the holder, and everything. Uh he sets up, uh, gets looks like he's about getting ready to kick. They kind of audible into a more offensive looking
1: kind of very bizarre uh formation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh no.
1: The holder just stayed where he was, but stood up. So he did not like go into the shotgun. It was more like half punt formation, half offense, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And then he takes a snap, runs around for a bit, looking to pass the ball, I guess, and then gets sacked. So yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what the real plan was there. It almost seemed like a play that you're just trying to either get them to go off sides or call a timeout and have to waste one of their timeouts late in a close game. But nope, they just... <laughs> waited for south alabama to self-destruct like hopefully we'll see in mobile this year
1: yeah i mean very very strange play you know the the poor holder like really only one or two guys on south alabama or on, on ucla tried to like blitz him but one guy just came right off the edge and just i mean just straight up tackled him like he, he should have thrown the ball away but uh yeah it, it was it was bizarre and. You know, looking up some stuff for this uh, game preview, I saw a bunch of articles talking about how the coach like is defending his decision, and it's like, man, you can say like you shouldn't have done that. You should have kicked the field goal. Like that's uh, not not really a hot take there that you should have gone up five instead of staying up two.
0: Well, either way, wasn't a conference game, uh, so d- who cares? I guess uh, because really, what they want to do is win the West Division of the Sun Belt this year, uh, currently voted second place behind ULL or voted before the season started at second place, ULO had a less than stellar weekend as well. Uh, losing Hell to yeah. rice had to mention that at some point, you knew that Talk was coming. You knew that we were dropping Talk that at USA some point. sucks, Huh? Yeah.
1: How about one of our worst fucking teams beating one of your best teams? You assholes. Anyway.
0: Um, anyway, South Alabama, and, you know,
1: South Alabama looks pretty good though. I, I, I have to
0: admit, yeah, um, I don't have beef with them yet.
1: Yeah. I got, I got no beef. I got, you know, brother-in-law two sisters-in-law with degrees from there multiple degrees from there so you know i got i got no hate in my heart for south alabama
0: yeah so let's let's dive a little deeper into this team evan what can you tell me about this offense
1: yeah um not not bad they are 40th overall in uh yards per game so far they're averaging about 470 yards per game a uh, 33rd with 39 points per game so pretty potent offensive attack so far this season and, you know, I think we got to say who they played. They played UCLA. They played Nichols state. I think they won 48 to seven at home. Uh, and then they won on the road, like 30, I don't have the score in front of me. 34, 20, something like that. 38, 24, maybe against central Michigan. And then lost 32 to 31 at UCLA last weekend. So, you know, not exactly the schedule we've played, but not terrible either. Right. But yeah. I mean, so this offense overall seems pretty balanced, especially after watching that 12-minute highlight video. I can tell you a little more later. But uh, who who are they led by, Nathan?
0: Yeah, this Jaguar offensive attack is led by quarterback Carter Bradley, who in the three games so far this year has 836 yards, seven touchdowns, and only two interceptions, completing passes at a rate of 67%. And then in the running game, most of those carries go to running back LeDamian Webb, who has 54 attempts for 313 yards. That's 5.8 yards per rush. And five Ooh. touchdowns. Those are some impressive numbers.
1: I would take that at this point. Actually, I don't know what. I don't know what. uh Crosby. <laughs> Crosby's. It's probably pretty good, actually, even though he's done absolutely nothing in two of our games. Yeah. Uh, he is averaging six point five yards for carry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little misleading. Yeah, I guess that happens when you go for two hundred on like fifteen carries. Um, yeah. In one. It's not game. really misleading. But, true. He, I mean, he it did is do true. It it is the math the math adds up the problem is 196 of those yards of of his 227 came in one game uh whereas you know the other 30 came in two games but uh through the air um there are several receivers with uh double digit catches so that tells me they like to spread the ball around they don't really have a you know central guy right they don't have a trent taylor on their team looks like but Wide receiver Jalen Wayne leads the team with 20 catches for 276 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Colin Lacey and Devin Voison both have uh, 15 and 13 catches um, and do a really nice job as well. So yeah, anything else you want to mention about this offense, Nathan, right off, right off the bat here?
0: When you have piled up the record that they have so far this year, beat the FCS school, okay, easy enough. Beat Central Michigan. I mean, they're a max school. Unless your name is Western Kentucky, you don't really want to be there anyway. Uh, it was on the road, so that's kind of impressive. So you go from Mich- traveling away to Michigan, then traveling away to UCLA. Um, go there and almost win that game as well. I mean, this is a good-looking team, but I don't know. I, I I have a feeling about this one, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but was there anything else that jumped out to you about this offense?
1: Yeah, so I mean, watching those highlights um – from the ucla game i noticed that they like to do a lot of motion in their pre-snap and i think it's a a lot of rpo type stuff so you know they'll bring a they'll bring a wide receiver in motion across the formation and you know if the defense changes their look they may uh, pull the ball and pass and if the defense stays firm they may hand the ball off on that jet sweep you know so i think it'll have a lot to do with what tech is showing defensively with what we'll actually see but They've run a lot of like misdirection motion and, and sort of distraction type stuff. Uh, they also ran a lot of screen passes against UCLA. But I think against Tech, if, if I'm in their coach's room, which I'm definitely not because I don't know anything about football on that level. I'm saying we better line up and run the freaking football because, you know, they're averaging 168 yards per game on the ground. Tech is currently second to last in FBS, allowing 249 yards per game. So, you know, I think this is the first game where we really get to see what we have because Mizzou and Clemson are different and SFA is also different. Right. But we yeah. haven't played like an average team and 64th is about as average as they come in terms of, you know, where they rank running the ball. So I'm excited to see what tech can do, you know, defensively against this team. And I think if I'm South Alabama, I'm, I'm focusing in on the run because I think Tech's DBs have also shown that they're very, very good so far this season. I mean, Clemson and Mizzou did not have any long passes that I remember that were not blanket coverage by Miles Brooks or Willie Roberts.
0: Yeah, oh, I forgot Um, about that, how some of those passes just found a window where there wasn't one.
1: Yeah, we didn't mention that in the Clemson recap, but like there were some deep throws completed, so I don't want to be misleading here, but... Some of them were like diving, you know, over the shoulder, like not one handed, but like you got to you got to see it in slow-mo to believe that he actually caught it, you know, kind of catches over Miles Brooks, who is right there in coverage. So just like, what do you want me to do? You know, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't think there's a team on our schedule that can do that to us anymore. So I feel very confident in our secondary. It's what can our middle defense do against the run, especially in the second half when they're maybe a little bit more tired,
0: right? Yeah. And really it's the defense that I'm most afraid of, at least the rushing defense. They rank 32nd in total defense and 309 yards per game allowed. But it's the run, like I said, where I am terrified is probably too big of a word, but I'm I'm yeah. nervous. Yeah. They are allowing under a
1: hundred yards per game. Yeah. 96 yards per game. Um that's scary if you look at our box score from uh, Weeks 1 and Week 3. Yeah, that, that's scary for sure.
0: Yeah, and their Week 2 win over Central Michigan, they held Lou Nichols. Sounds like a fake name. That sounds like a name generator name. To just 26 <laughs> yards on 15 carries, which sounds familiar if you're a Tech fan running the ball for only less than double the amount of yards per carry. Right. Whatever. That that makes sense. Yeah, that, I, what it I said made, made sense. sense. Yeah, you got it. it. it you got, yeah, yeah, you're smart. Yeah, but... Lou Nichols, fake name as he may have, was the number one running back in FBS last season with 1,848 yards. So he Uh, can run.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I, I don't know what else is going on there. You know, maybe their whole offensive line had the flu or something, but hey, you're holding a guy who ran for 1,848 yards last year to 26 yards. Uh, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. So I mean, yeah, I think that's the scariest thing I see on this defensive stat sheet. You know, they're they rank 63rd, so about middle of the pack in pass defense. Not bad, but Clemson ranks a lot higher and we put up 311 on them. So, I mean, they're only allowing 21 points per game, too. So, it it's kind of, you know, part of that is that they played Nickel State and Nickel State only put up 7, but, you know, it, it I think it's this is an interesting game for us because I don't think we've played a team like South Alabama that's like in our neighborhood this year right but south alabama kind of has played a team in central michigan that's kind of on that same g5 you know maybe maybe not the top of g5 at this moment team and they beat them on the road so you know that's scary too
0: it feels like every game we go into this saying we'll learn a lot. <laughs> yeah. We'll learn a lot in the first game. We'll learn a lot against an FCS school. We're able to compare Clemson to Missouri a little bit and see what's improved. But this is the first time that we're playing a team that at least should be on our level. And so what happens here and that's really what I'm most nervous about is just pre-exam jitters of do we actually have we studied as well as we thought we have? Is this team as good as we think they can be and are at this point in the year? Yeah, and so for this defense, the two leading tacklers are defensive backs and Jalen Voison and Jalen Jordan.
1: I think it. Was I it? think it's just Jordan, and I spelled it
0: yeah. wrong. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. There's, there, but... there is no I in Jordan, uh, unlike what Evan typed in the notes. Uh, <laughs> wow, putting yeah. me
1: on blast here. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, what happens so... when I don't have enough time to type the notes. As I start swinging at everyone else, who <laughs> else?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, I mean, what that tells me about the DBs or about the, the team is that maybe they allow some passes to get completed, right? If if your two leading tacklers are a safety and a cornerback with 17 and 15, respectively, I mean, guys are getting into the second level of the defense, which is is good.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I have bad news on that front. If you exclude the FCS game and only look at FBS versus FBS opponents, they're the 25th best at preventing completions, allowing a completion huh. percentage of 55%.
1: Cool. Uh, (laughs) it doesn't make me feel better. Thanks for telling me. Oh Um, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. And, and I mean, to that point, they did have two defensive backs named to the, uh, first team all conference preseason. Um, unfortunately one of those guys, uh, Keith Gallman jr. Uh, got hurt in camp and is out for the year, but Daryl Luter jr. Is a name to look out for there in the secondary as not one of their leading tacklers. So that tells me he doesn't allow as many
0: completions. (laughs) There we go.
1: Speaking of players, Nathan, you got a player to watch in this game on on either side of the ball?
0: Oh yeah, I should. Uh, I want to go with their kicker, Diego Guajardo, G-U-A-J-A-R-D-O, Uh, picking a kicker in this game because I think this will be a close game, um, one that really, really comes down to the wire and I think it will be a one possession game by the end of it. And so I think kickers will be under the radar and... He's perfect on field goals so far this year. Four for four, including uh, one that was 48 yards, but he's missed an extra point. So what happens there? It's not so much. I think he's the best player in this game or anything, but he's who I'm really curious about. Will he execute the easy extra points and then hit the long field goals or will something happen and um, he misses a crucial either extra point or field goal or both?
1: Will they run a fake field goal in a crucial uh spot and lose the game because of it maybe that's or it maybe they three.
0: were they yeah. didn't want to ruin his 100 streak and they thought that's... it may have been a little too long even though he's kicked a longer one already <laughs> and they just threw out the fake to pad the stats a little bit trying to get him the kicker heisman
1: yeah the the groza i think that's called but i was just um, gonna go with
0: Kaisman, but that works too
1: sure <laughs> um yeah i'm going with that guy i just mentioned daryl Luter jr you know, mainly because I think a lot of this game hinges on whether Tech is able to move the ball through the air like they were last week, like we saw in those flashes, you know, but can we do it with fewer mistakes, right? And so when Parker McNeil throws a deep ball, it it's worked so far this season. We had, like I read off last episode, we had four guys with long catches of over 30 yards last week. Um, if Tech can do that against South Alabama, I think, we've got a much bigger shot to win this game than we did last week against Clemson. Right. Yeah. So can tech scheme around that guy, that, that preseason all conference guy, the first team, all conference guy from last season and, you know, make it to where we're finding Griffin Abear over the middle because looter is locking up Trey Harris on the sideline. And whoever is being covered by looter, you know, maybe you're just the decoy for that play. And then smoke Harris comes out of the backfield. Right. So it, I think the scheme has shown that it can work. Can we execute it? And I think the key to that is going to be the defensive backfield of, of South Alabama, including their stud cornerback, uh, Daryl Luter Jr.
0: Yeah, so let's get on with the predictions. Massey gives Tech a 34% chance to win, 31-24 to 24, final score predicted. espn FPI gives Tech a 24.3% chance to win, no final score predicted there because fpi doesn't do that but vegas favors the jaguars by 13 and a half with a line of 59 so that's about a 35 to 24 point game expected there kind of online with massey i don't know that seems uh,
1: we put up 24 and 20 against an sec and number five team in the country so you think south alabama's defense is that good
0: I guess uh, I
1: I don't buy it, man. Yeah. I don't buy it. Is that, it is that all, where you're going with your prediction? Yeah, I mean, I felt more confident about this game before I actually started looking into it because I was thinking of the South Alabama of a few years ago. You know, last time we played them, the last couple of times I've I've really paid attention to them and, you know, they were under the same coach that started their program. They hadn't they'd been regressing pretty much consistently and, you know, we barely came out with wins and in both of those games especially the second one but you know so reading into these stats um their defense seems like it's pretty legit and they have a a comparable opponent on their schedule to us in central michigan but with that being said we saw flashes of what this team can do on both offense and by this team i mean tech what our team can do on both offense and defense last week against the number five team in the nation who by the way won two national championships within the last seven years. So,
0: and I mean, just that, I mean, with the Georgia tech game (laughs) earlier this year, or even Furman who's FCS, it's not like Clemson has, has looked bad. So
1: they certainly haven't looked like, like the national champions this year, but yeah, I think that the fact that we were able to move the ball, we got 311 yards passing from our, from our guy. He had a better completion percentage against Clemson than he had against uh, SFA, you know, I think we're trending in the right direction and I think I think South Alabama is too that's the thing. So I think you're absolutely right about this Nathan. You said it would be a a close game, a well-fought game. I uh, you know, I don't know how Vegas was saying 17 point favorites. I mean, we just covered against Clemson barely, but but we did and you know, thinking that, like thinking we're going to only put up 24 is just super interesting. And both Massey and Vegas are saying that. So, and I saw Bill Connolly's SP plus was saying something similar to that, like 36 to 23 or something. So I just don't see that at all. I think it'll be, I think it'll be like a 38 to 34 game. I don't really know who I think wins it at this point on Monday night, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick tech. I'm going with my gut. I think we clean up some of the mistakes that really, really killed us against Clemson and made that game into a four-score loss versus a two-score loss. And I think that that is absolutely enough to beat South Alabama on Saturday night. So 38-34 Tech.
0: I said earlier with the player to watch about the kicker, thinking that this may be a one possession down down-to-the-wire kind of game. Um, I think that's exactly what this ends up being. And I think it will be the second week in a row where South Alabama complains about uh, their special teams play kicker in a position to put the game away. Let's say 38 to 35 tech. I guess he said 38 to 34. So I'm close. I'll did. I i go. Yeah, I'll go one, one above on the, <laughs> I, there's a prices right strategy in there somewhere. Um, I just think that these two teams both look good in flashes. I think South Alabama is in a similar position where they still have to put things together hoping to to figure it all out by conference play. but the fact that they haven't played an SEC school or Clemson and UCOAs know, I mean they're about to be a big 10 school.
1: They're three 0 but uh, they're gonna they're gonna lose whenever they play uh, somebody good here in a few weeks. So
0: yeah, I, I just don't see it being that big of a resume builder for South Alabama um, And so I think that these games have been close historically between these two programs and they'll just continue to be moving forward. Uh, this week as well, but we still have one more thing to do before we start wrapping up the show. That's the tweet of the week. Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week?
1: Well, uh, rather than picking something from the Clemson game, um, we are going to go with a response to our response to, <laughs> to something else. Uh, so in a since deleted tweet, yeah, the South Alabama writer for alsports.com um, or AL.com tweeted out the the opening line for this game from Vegas. And he said that South Alabama was 17 point favorites, something along the lines of, you know, um, so then he said the Bulldogs are terrible, but this really shows how much Vegas is respecting the Jaguars. And so I quote tweeted it because I was just like, I mean, (laughs) you're a beat writer for South Alabama, my guy. Like, come on. You know, so I I quote tweeted it and just said, LOL, Bulldogs are terrible. Okay, And uh, and then I I responded to that. We lost twice to P5 opponents on the road in the first three games of a new career, uh, a new coach's career. And the South Alabama writer said, y'all poo. (laughs) So, okay, Um, But tweet of the week does not go to me. Um, I've done that before. I'm not doing it again now. He'll Uh, do it
0: again, but just not this time.
1: Yes, not now. Going to the Harrison J71 or John Harrison, who said trash talk coming from a guy whose mama couldn't spell Craig right. (laughs) Jesus. Uh Craig is spelled C-R-E-G. So I
0: believe Craig is spelled C-R-A-I-G, but this guy spells his name C-R-E-G.
1: Yeah. Uh so very, very funny. One of the rare times that one of our one of our responses or a, a fa- or a, a follower's response to our tweet gets more likes than the original, and I'm absolutely okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that that is well deserved. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at g o t e c h p l s d n t d i e, or head to our blog, view the game day post the morning of the game, or. Do the contest or really and slash or do the contest and slash or do the KUSA fantasy football challenge. The contest, if you haven't done it already, real quick, 11 questions and uh, they don't change week to week. So your answers carry over to future weeks.
1: Right now, Jake Stewart is in the lead with 41 points. Uh, Top five uh, tops out about 32. So you can absolutely still get into it. Uh, Jake Stewart um, put up a 22 burger last week. So you you got time to get back in this game. That would put you in like 10th place right now overall if you were to come in and drop 22 points in your first week. So it's never too late to get in on the fun.
0: Yeah, and you can also do Kusa Fantasy. Those standings don't uh, add up week to week. So you can just see who is the best per week. So there's no penalty for playing that one late. You can do that one Dog slash fantasy where you pick your roster with your imaginary $15 that I wish were real because it would be nice to have $15. You can buy some stuff for $15. You can almost buy, you can get at least halfway to the September Shirt of the Month on our website, gtpdd.org/shop. It's a Spirit of 88 shirt paying homage to the statue currently housed inside the South End Zone Complex. Uh, You should go and get that shirt before the end of September because next week is the end of September. So get that shirt now. gtbdddog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And go tech, please don't die. It was uh Lad Peebles Stadium.
1: Lad Peebles. Great. That's a wonderful name for a stadium.
0: Yeah, named after Ernest F. lad And I don't Ernest know who Peebles F. is. Ladd.
1: What a. He was a local, local
0: banking magnet ah, Magnate. Not magnet. God, he's a magnet. Wasn't that attractive. <laughs>